We'll get to episode 252 in just a moment, but before we do, I'd like to ask for your support of I Can See You. Whenever you need to make a purchase at Amazon.com, please use my affiliate link by going to ICan'tSeeYou.com slash Amazon. That'll take you directly to Amazon.com's homepage. Shop as you normally do. Check out as you normally do. It doesn't cost you anything more, and I may earn a small commission on qualifying purchases. Again, that's ICan'tSeeYou.com slash Amazon. And remember, I Can't See You sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U.com slash Amazon. Thank you so much for your support. I really do appreciate it. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there, and welcome to episode 252 of I Can't See You. Hey, that kind of rhymes. My name is David, at David Benj on all the socials. I'm really happy you're here for this episode, and I do appreciate it. Thank you so much. I've got a couple of things to talk about, and I'm going to try to be a little brief today and not go close to an hour, but we'll see how that works out, because I only have a couple of things to mention. One of them, and I'll start off with it, is going to the theater. We were able to get some discounted tickets to try out the audio description for a production at the Wilma Theater in Philadelphia called Fat Ham. Fat Ham is based on Hamlet, and it takes place in the South at a barbecue, which sounds awesome, because I love barbecues. And the smell of barbecue is great. And I'll get into that in a second, because there was something like that. Hang on one second. But it is based on a character. It's centered on a character whose name is Juicy, who is black and who is gay and is soft. And it doesn't scream like something that I'd want to see. But I was interested, as I mentioned in the last episode, I was interested in the audio description. And the tickets were very inexpensive. They were only 12 bucks, which I didn't think could be beat because that's like going to the movies. And as I said to Liz and Jane before I left, and maybe Jacob too, what are the odds that the audio description device works for me. <laughs> and they said, slim and none, like I thought. And it didn't work for me. But I'll get to that in a moment, too. I was hesitant to go, primarily because it was a Sunday in December. The 17th I won, so just about a week ago. I'm recording this on Saturday the 23rd. And I was reluctant to go because I love watching seven hours of commercial-free football, as I've mentioned numerous times here. Harriet had asked about three, four, three or four weeks ago who was interested, and I told her to get me a ticket, and if I didn't go, I'd still buy the ticket, and that would be that. After talking about the audio description at People's Light for A Christmas Carol, I was really interested to go to a show to see how good or how bad the audio description is or was. So I said yes. I said I would go. And I took an Uber in. I spent roughly $60 round trip in Uber. It was 28 going in, 32 coming out, or vice versa. But I get out of the Uber, and I've never been to this theater before. I haven't been to many theaters before, to be honest. And I asked the Uber driver, I said, I just get out and walk straight? And he said, yes. So I walk straight. I walk in. 
I take a breath. I hear what's going on. And I said, wait a second, I'm in a Starbucks or some other kind of cafe. It smelled like Starbucks, all coffee aromas through the air and hearing the blenders going, making whatever they call their frappuccino type drinks. So I'm, I'm thinking, man, this is great. If I really wanted to have, <laughs> if I really wanted to have either a latte or a macchiato, or I, I'd never have a, <laughs> unless it was a hundred degrees outside and I knew I'd be sitting outside, I'd never have any cold drink because I know I'd be shivering and whatnot. And then when I found out there <laughs> there was no intermission and I was going to be sitting for close to two hours, I saw I wasn't going to do it because I didn't want to have to get up in the middle to find the restroom. I'll talk about the restrooms in a second. But as I'm standing there, I texted Harriet to see if she was already there. And, and the lobby was really crowded. It was packed. And there are tables off to the sides of the doors. And people are sitting there having coffees and whatnot and talking, waiting for the show to start to go in and, and see the show. So someone comes up to me and she said her name. And I am really sorry, but I don't remember her name. I want to say Janiah, but that is not it because that was somebody who performed at Believe You Can, and that's the only <laughs> the only thing that I could remember at this point uh, about her name. I know it began with a J, and she said she was going to be doing the audio description. I'm like, oh, that is great. She had a really great-sounding voice. I'm thinking, this is going to be great. And she said, a couple of your colleagues are already here. And so she takes me over to the table, leads me over to the table where Chip and Esther are sitting. And so we're talking, and then she goes away and comes back with one audio device. And each of the audio devices have two headphone jacks, which is kind of cool. So she brought one and figuring, okay, Chip and Esther could use one. And then she figured, okay, I'm going to bring another one for you and whoever's sitting next to you. Who, who else is coming, she said. I didn't really know because at this point, Harriet wasn't there yet. So when Harriet finally texted me back, I knew there was one other person with her, and then there was one more person to come. So I thought, okay, that's great, because then we'd have an even number, and we could have three devices. Corey was the, the last person, and by the time we got seated, he hadn't come in yet. No, he did finally come in right before the show started and got seated with us, but we're talking, and she's back out at the tables before all this happened, she's saying, okay, here's the device. There's basically two buttons on there. There's an up volume and a down volume. When you get all the way to the top and you push the to raise the volume, it won't make a beep sound. Otherwise, it'll make a beep sound. If you keep hearing a beep when you hit the up button, the volume up, that means you can go higher. Once that stops, you can't. Okay, great. And evidently, there's something on there that shows what it is because a couple of people looked at it and saw that it was, oh, this is all the way at the top. Let me turn that down for you. I figured, you know, let me go to the bathroom before everything gets going. And there's five or 10 minutes before the show. And I asked her, the person who was doing the audio description, I said, can I use the restroom before we go in? And she said, yeah, let me lead you over there. And it was basically like playing asteroids because it was so packed in the lobby and I'm weaving through. And I would, I usually like to follow people. As long as I could hear them, I follow people and it's just more comfortable for me. I don't like to hold on to people because I don't like holding on to anything because it just bothers my hands and I'm afraid I, <laughs> I, I just don't like to do it. Just know that. I don't mind if somebody grabs my arm if I know it's happening, uh, but I don't want to grab somebody else's arm. 
So we get to the restroom or near the restroom, and she said, it's just ahead on the left. And I said, the men's room is on the left? Yes. I walk in there, and there are no urinals. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. She must have misheard me and led me into the ladies' room because I only hear women talking. I'm thinking, okay, this is interesting. So I find a stall. I go in. I'm still wondering, am I in the men's room or the women's room? And (laughs) I use the bathroom. I go to wash my hands. Again, see, only women, hear only women. I'm thinking, man, this is kind of weird. And when I finish washing my hands and drying my hands, she's waiting for me outside of the restroom. And I go out and I said, that was the men's room, right? And she said, yes, it's a everybody restroom. So this was a regular bathroom with regular stalls where both sexes use it. And I thought it was kind of weird. I've used bathrooms before, especially in New York, but also a couple in Philadelphia where it's one bathroom where you use a sink that everybody can use, but each stall isn't really a stall. It's more like its own little toilet room. There's a Whole Foods right across from Bryant Park that's like that. Uh, We went to a restaurant in Philadelphia when I went out to eat with Harriet, Lisa, and Mark over the summer. That was like that. But I've never seen it where it basically was just the woman's room converted into an everybody bathroom. And I thought that was interesting. Again, I didn't care, but I just thought I I was in the wrong spot. So after that, I start to make my way back over to the table where Esther and Chip are, and someone is taking Harriet and Donna, another one of uh, Keystone Chapter members, over to their seats. And I said, should I follow you guys? And she said, no, you guys are in a different row. So I headed back to the table, and we waited a while for Corey to show, and he didn't. And finally, we said, we better get seated. And this other gentleman sat us and gives us a device. There was, actually, she had brought the, de- the other device when I was in the bathroom. I grabbed one, and Esther had the other, and he takes us to our seats, and we go down some stairs, and it was very awkward. It was two steps down, then a little bit of a landing, and then another two steps, and then a little bit of a landing. It was very difficult, and I was kind of worried going down because it I really had to use my cane. I didn't want to bump into Chip, who was in front of me, and knock him down. And I didn't want to stumble myself by misjudging the stairs. And I I couldn't see the steps, so I was using my cane to maneuver through. So we get to our chairs, and they're kind of tight. I I wasn't too happy with (laughs) with the chairs. And then Corey showed up a few minutes after. So I put the headset on, and I don't hear anything. And again, like the movies, when you get these headsets – for the audio description, it doesn't start until the show starts, which makes it difficult if there's a problem with them. And nine times out of 10, there is. So every once in a while, I ask Chip, I said, do you hear anything yet? He said, no, not yet. And then I hear something. I'm like, okay, cool. It's going to work. Then all of a sudden, it stopped. And I said, Chip, is there any, do you hear anything now? Yeah, she's talking right now. I said, she is? A little further, she's, I hear her, and then I don't. And I'm playing with the headphone jack that's plugged into the device. I'm turning it because sometimes, you know, when when the jacks get a little weird, if you just turn it a little bit, that helps. Didn't help. Didn't hear anything. 
Finally, I hear something. The show is about to start. The lights go down, she said, and then I don't hear anything. <laughs> and then I don't hear anything again. And I asked Chip, I said, and he was sitting to my right. I said, do you hear anything? Yeah, she's talking now and she's telling a da-da-da-da-da. I said, okay. And I, I said to Corey, do you hear anything? He said, no. And he said it worked for a minute and then it didn't work again. And so Chip handed me another headset. So evidently, Esther had her own device with two headsets. Chip had his own device with two headsets. And so I try the headset out that Chip gave me, and all I hear is, <laughs> if you ever watched Handmaid's Tale, and the characters who are, I think they're called guardians, they're walking down the street, and you could hear the radios going. Sometimes you could kind of make out what they're saying. Most times you couldn't. That's what it sounded like to me. And Coria then again said to me, hey, mine's not working. And I'm thinking, he's a lot younger than me. Maybe he can decipher what it says. And the headphones also were not very comfortable. So I handed the headset to Corey that was in Chip's device. And now I've got this cord running across my lap. And it wasn't – every time I lifted my hand up and I hit the cord, either Corey's head came over towards me or, or uh, Chip's arm came towards me where he was holding the device because it was stretched that tight. Uh, it was not completely tight, but tight enough that when I hit it, it made it completely taut. From time to time, I asked Chip, I said, are you hearing something? He said, yes. And Corey said, I still can't really hear anything. At one point, and this was pretty funny, at one point, Corey leans over. He said, do you smell barbecue? (laughs) And sure enough, they were piping in this barbecue smell. It smelled so good. So as the play takes place, and it wasn't too difficult to follow Without the audio description, I just know I missed a lot of things because when the audience laughs and nothing is being said in dialogue, you know something funny is happening that's visual. And that happened a few times. There was one point where they were playing charades, and I had no idea. Now, it turns out after the show was over, Chip and Esther both said that there could have been more audio description, especially during the charades portion. Now, I mentioned that The play is centered on a character named Juicy who is a gay black man in the South. And on our way in, the gentleman that sat us said, oh, there's some great music in this show. And especially at the end, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, knowing what the show was about and thinking, what could he be talking about? I'm thinking it's going to be anything but Radiohead. (laughs) There's a scene in the play where, and I'm not sure which character was, I don't know if it was Juicy or one of the other characters, was listening to the song Creep by Radiohead and starts singing it. And it was hysterical. I'm thinking, I cannot believe that I'm hearing this song. And I love that song, by the way. And a lot of other people evidently loved it because people in the audience were (laughs) were singing along. And it wasn't a musical, though. That was the only musical number other than the closing bit. That was the only musical number. So the play goes on, and I'm trying to get out what I can from it. And I'm also mad because now I only paid $12 for the ticket. I did pay $60, and I figured it was going to be about 60 because at this point, obviously, I only came in, paid about 30 but figured it's going to be about the same going home. So I'm into it for $72, figuring. 
and it doesn't work. It's different if I were at the movies around the corner, which would cost me, if I was seeing it on my own, maybe $10 in an Uber or $20 round trip, plus whatever the movie cost. So it irritated me, and it would stop me from going to another show knowing that, is the audio device going to work? And that was one thing that I was... I'm always concerned with because it's happened so many times and everybody who goes, who asks for the audio device at the movies either gets one that doesn't work, gets one that is in charge, or gets one that are meant for deaf folks with a louder volume. And I was really irritated by it and disappointed because I would have loved to have, I I wouldn't go back to the show because I already saw it. I feel like that's watching a rerun with some more information in it. I'm not going to watch it again. I am not big into rewatching stuff unless it is one of my all-time favorites. I will rewatch Die Hard a million times. And it is the season for Die Hard since it is a Christmas movie. <laughs> Ask Alexa. I would rewatch Love Actually because it is a Christmas movie at this time. And I'll, I'd watch that anytime. That was, again, one of my favorites. Shawshank Redemption. Anytime. Watch it. No problem. I'm not going to rewatch most TV shows, though. I may, but I'd rather not. I don't, I don't have enough time to rewatch something that I've already seen. And I'm not going to, again, spend $60 to go in, even if they gave me the ticket for free. That, I'm still into it for 60 bucks. So that was really disappointing. And then to hear that the audio description, and it's a shame because I, I, was, really, I was really hoping to hear it and get an idea of the difference from what I was experiencing there to what I had expected to get from the audio description at People's Light if I go to that for A Christmas Carol. And this was not a relaxed performance, thank God. And a relaxed performance is one where there are folks who have other issues, sensory issues, so people can get up and move around. It's very distracting. And I've talked to a couple of people who have been to shows like that who are just blind and don't have any other issues, and it's distracting to them, they both said, the people that I've talked to. Now, I would recommend seeing it because it was funny, and especially if you can see, I'm sure you could really get a lot out of it. But... (laughs) The the show ended, if you know Hamlet, the the uncle dies, spoiler alert, and he happened to be down the sta- end of the stage that we were near. We were off to the left-hand side of the stage. And so whatever happens to him, I don't remember exactly what made him, I don't remember if he had a heart attack, I don't remember what happened, but he then falls to the ground and is just laying there, and he's laying there for five to ten minutes, and I'm trying to watch him. And I could see him still laying there. But then at the end, when the show is over, people get up and there's some music playing and the people on stage are dancing around. Again, I don't know exactly what was going on because I, I had no audio description. But I'm trying, as the people in the audience got up and are clapping and kind of dancing along, I'm trying to look between people to see when this guy got up. And I'm thinking, as he's laying there... Is he taking a nap? What's he doing to lie perfectly still like that? <laughs> Is he really dead? And I just thought it was funny. So I'd love, to, <laughs> I'd love to ask about that. But that part was funny. 
someone from the theater came to get us. And I don't know if she was the box office manager. She had something to do with the box office, and she was fairly new to the theater. And she asked how it was, and we said how how we liked it and, and so forth. And how was the audio description? I said, well, my device didn't work. His device didn't work. And, oh, I'm so sorry. We'll We'll have to do something for you. And to this point, nothing has happened. But it's only been a week, and it is the Christmas season, so... And maybe nothing will ever happen. But then that was when Chip said there was some lacking parts with the audio description, especially during charades, like I previously mentioned. I talked to Harriet a little bit after the show, and and she mentioned that as well. There were some parts that could have been better. And as we're talking, we're standing in front in the lobby, and they a couple of the folks decided, let's go, why don't we wait outside? Because it was loud inside, and it was crowded still as people were milling about and maybe getting another coffee or a latte for the ride home. And we go out front and I'm still asking some questions. And Donna says, all right, well, let's talk at the restaurant. And I was not going to the restaurant. It was a Sunday. It was, (laughs) I had to get home because I take talts every four weeks. And this was a shot day. And I like to take it. I usually take it right around four o'clock every every four weeks on a Sunday. Now, there was one time when I had forgotten, I had taken it out, and then Liz and I started working on something and forgot about it, and then I ended up taking it, and this I didn't like. I took it after she had gone to bed, and I was nervous about it because I couldn't check the lot number. I couldn't check to see if it was clear. Uh, If it hurt me, it's killing me slowly because I'm still here. So I don't like to take it unless Liz can check it out, or Jane, I guess, if need be, if Liz isn't around. But Liz was able to check. I got home about four thirty-five o'clock. I took the shot, and then I don't feel great after I take the shot. That's another reason why I don't like to take it late. So I didn't go to the restaurant. Well, technically, I didn't go to the restaurant. I told everyone that I was going to get ready to go, and Harry said, oh, you can't, you can't join us? I said, no. I said, I, I got to get home and take this shot. And I don't know if she said something or if she wanted help, if she mentioned it. But I said, do you want me to walk over with you to the restaurant? It was a couple blocks over and a couple blocks down, maybe a block down. I said, I'll, I'll walk over with you. Because of this group, I was probably the sighted one. I'm not usually the sighted one. That's usually, <laughs> that's usually Lisa or Mark. But... I walked over with them to the restaurant, and we talked a little bit on the way, but I was, again, up front. I walked the fastest, and I'm basically the one that checks for holes, curbs, poles, whatever, any kind of things that could we could run into. And then I'll shout out, okay, this curb is uneven here. There's a pothole in the sidewalk. I, do you call it that in a sidewalk? I'm not sure, but whatever. There was a hole in the sidewalk. And we walk over and we get there. And of course, we can't find it because it was at dusk. So not all the lights were on for the signs where maybe my phone would read it. So I kept asking Siri. I knew we were on Locust and I knew we needed 1415 Locust. And I asked Siri, hey, S lady, what's my location? And she told me 1425. I'm like, nope, that's not it. Keep going. We keep going, and we are literally standing in front of it, and some lady comes up and said, hey, can I help you? Yeah, we're looking for the Locust Rendezvous. And, oh, the door's right over here. 
I said I knew it. That's so infuriating. So they get ready to go in. I said, all right, well, I'm not going in. I'm going to say goodbye now. And Harriet said goodbye to me. The other said goodbye. And I ordered the Uber from in front of the restaurant. Now, it started to drizzle. So I was standing. They had a little bit of an awning in front. I'm standing under the awning. I order the Uber, and I'm waiting, and it says six minutes. And I'm standing there, and I hear this woman talking about, I don't know, 20, 30 feet away. And I could hear she's moving towards me. And she comes up to me, and she stands right in front of me. And I'm guessing she's looking right at me, and she says... I love you for what you can't see. (laughs) I said, oh, thank you. (laughs) And she moves on. (laughs) And I'm thinking, okay, that was different. About a minute later, and we are right in the middle of the block. I'm right in the middle of Locust between Broad Street and 15th Street. About a minute later, I hear another guy, probably further down towards 15th Street, just talking to himself loudly And he comes up and he gets in my face and he starts cursing at me and says something about me being white and da-da-da-da-da. And he's going on and on and on. I don't even engage him. Again, he's probably about two feet in front of me, much closer than the lady who loved me got. So I'm not sure why why that is. But he's going on and on and on. I'm thinking, okay, what's going to happen here? Fortunately, he kept moving and went away, but continued to yell and talk about me as he was going down towards Broad Street. So once he was far enough away, I pulled my phone out. And I I am disappointed I didn't get both of them on audio because it would have been great for Just Listen. (laughs) Would have been outstanding. So I texted Harriet. I said, listen, when you guys are ready, when you're done, order the Uber inside and wait until it's there to come out. Because it was only going to get darker. It was only going to get crazier once they were done. So my Uber comes and the driver's name was Mohammed. I get in, have an uneventful ride home and I get home and I tell Liz and Jane about the play. Jacob wasn't up in the room when I was talking about it, but all in all, it was disappointing, but it was somewhat enjoyable. It would have been more enjoyable for a couple of things. If the audio description worked, it would have been more enjoyable. It would have been more enjoyable if the seat was a little more comfortable as well. And I just keep thinking, why can't there be a way for theaters to not hand me a device that may or may not work? Why can't they just do it on Zoom? This wasn't a recording. This was somebody basically doing play-by-play of the play. Why can't they just have Zoom and you say, okay, here's your link, click on this link when you get situated, and you will hear exactly what this person is seeing and giving you the play-by-play. And again, as I mentioned in last week's episode where Denise told me that a lot of the devices in New York use your phone, I just don't know why it's so difficult to get audio description that works. And Liz and Jane both said, how come you didn't leave when it didn't work? I said, I really couldn't get out. Everybody's packed so tightly that I didn't want to get up in the middle. And otherwise, I was enjoying it. And had there been some more activity where I couldn't tell what was going on, maybe I would have left. But, you know, when you start watching something, I have a hard time, unless it is so completely horrible, I have a hard time getting up and not finishing. 
watching, whatever it might be. Now, don't get me wrong. When we used to visit my mom when she, <laughs> when she would watch the Hallmark Christmas movies, I didn't have to wait around to see what happened there. I was good. <laughs> so that was my Sunday out. And it was, again, I, I wish it worked. I wish the audio description worked. And talking with Simon a few days later, he was telling me he went on Saturday night and the person who did the audio description didn't show. So he doesn't know if the audio description would have worked or not, but he got no audio description because the person didn't show. Now, I don't know if it was the same person that did it for our group. But again, just infuriating that we can't, we have to depend. If the main guy, if the guy that played Juicy didn't show up for work one day or was sick or whatever, they'd have somebody else do the role. They wouldn't say, okay, well, we're just going to do the play without him. You can't. And that's the way it should be for the audio description, too. It is not rocket science to say, here's what's happening out there. Now, (laughs) what can also happen when you're watching TV with sighted people at home and you don't have audio description turned on, which I don't when I'm watching with Jane or Liz or Jacob. Jacob rarely watches with us, but sometimes he does. When I watch with them, no audio description. They're the audio description. Last night, Jane and I were watching an episode of Black Mirror, and she fell asleep at the end. So I'm not quite sure what happened at the very end of this one episode of Black Mirror. It's the one with Aaron Paul, where he plays an astronaut, and there's murders involved. And I just don't know. The very end, I couldn't tell if they were looking at each other and smiling. I'm not sure what went on, because Jane fell asleep. (laughs) So that happens, too. But with these shows, people are spending money to go, they can't rewind it. They can't say, oh, I'll just come back another day. I invested probably about five hours of time to go between driving there in the Uber and driving home in the Uber. Maybe four hours, I guess. Four hours. So that time invested, the money going, the money coming home, plus the money for the ticket. There's a show at the 1812 Playhouse? Players Club? I'm not sure what it's called. 1812. Sounded like something I might like. But I'm leery about going because, A, is the audio description going to work? And, B, am I going to spend $48 on a ticket and then another $60 on Uber to go to see it? And I came to the conclusion where if it's something that I really want to see, and I'm not sure, <laughs> I'm not sure what that is as far as a play goes... Then I'll go. By the time you hear this, more than likely, an episode of That Real Blind Tech Show will be out, which I was a part of. I was a smaller part because there were, <laughs> there were so many of us. It was a year-end episode for both That Real Blind Tech Show and Double Tap, which is a show that airs on AMI in Canada, as well as being a podcast. Now, I'm not quite sure what the connection is between the Canadian show and the two British presenters of the show, one being Stephen Scott from Scotland, and I believe Sean Priest is from England. But I took part in that, and that was a lot of fun. It was, it was, they made it like the wires got crossed, and uh, I was talking to Brian earlier today, and he was giving me, he heard the episode. It hasn't dropped yet. That's dropping on, their version of it is dropping on the 29th of December. Double Tap's version, the more movie clip version 
<laughs> that Brian is doing will come out a day or two before that. So the double tap version will be just short of an hour. The That Real Blind Tech Show version will be uh, probably about an hour and a half because of the movie clips and whatnot. And it was a lot of fun being on with those guys and a lot of fun in general. And so listen for that. I will link to those once they are out via social media because I, I won't have links once this publishes, I don't think. I am hoping to have this edited sometime in the next day or two. So hopefully this will be out for Christmas or before Christmas. So again, that's That Real Blind Tech Show and Double Tap. Double Tap is a daily show. That Real Blind Tech Show is a <laughs> show that comes out usually every couple of weeks, similar to this now. I prefer to do mine every week, but I, timing just doesn't work. I wanted to give it a Ziggy update because I've mentioned all the issues that he's had, and it seems like and he's been to more vets, both a specialist and the local vet that we see here in Springfield. We don't live in Springfield again. We live in Swarthmore. Springfield's the next town over. You know, the one where the Simpsons live. Dr. Nick is not his vet, though. <laughs> so Ziggy saw the specialist, and they were wondering, the person there, and I, th- I think her name is Dr. Addison, changed his diet again. Because of these issues that he's having, he's he's just it's it's just not right. He's just not right. He's not a hundred percent. He went to the groomer the other day, and the groomer said, "Well, it looks like he has an ear infection." We called to see if when Ziggy saw the GI specialist at the bigger animal hospital out in Norristown, Metropolitan, it's called, if she could also take a look in his ears. Oh no, she's only the GI stuff. Okay, that's great. She changed his diet. We can't give him anything but the food, which, of course, is very expensive. And that's all he gets. So whenever we give him a treat, it's the dry food, a couple pieces of dry food, no banana o'clock. So they're thinking both this vet at Metropolitan and our local vet at Springfield, thinking it's some sort of allergy that is causing his GI issue. We know he's not 100%. He knows it. Besides being very expensive, and we're into it for about $4,000 since late September, about four grand. Now, we do have insurance because one wise woman told us when Ziggy took the sock right off of Liz's foot when we had him for only a couple of weeks, you make sure you get pet insurance. <laughs> so the pet insurance that we have, there's $500 copay. And once we hit that $500, they cover about 70% of things that are not part of a wellness visit. So we're not sure some of this food may be considered wellness and so it might not be covered. But for the most part, I'm happy to get anything back. We pay, I don't know, 50 or 60 bucks a month. And so far we've gotten, I don't know, $1,200 back. And I think over the last couple of days, Liz spent another 1000 or 1500 So we're getting there. <laughs> so we're hoping that we can finally find something and once he if this food works we'll then start to add I guess the first thing we add is a banana to see how that goes and then we'll go from there but there's some sort of allergy I don't know if we can give him allergy medication I don't know but we'll see what happens it just seems like this is a lifelong thing that we're going <laughs> to have to deal with and he's happy now, though, because all four of us are here. Jane is home for a couple of weeks. She's home until the first. And obviously, Jacob is home. 
it's just disappointing because every time we eat something and it's something that he can eat, whether it's a piece of broccoli or something like that, we know he wants it, but we can't give it to him. And he's sad when that happens because he is, like I've mentioned a million times, very food motivated. I've got a holiday edition of Just Listen for you this week. And to lay the groundwork, each year at Christmas time, the Keystone chapter does a little holiday party, a little Christmas party for the kids at St. Lucie. And St. Lucie is a school for blind and visually impaired kids from kindergarten through eighth grade. And we go up there, we take them some gifts, though they don't know that we gave them the gifts because Santa hands them out during the party. And we bring... This year we brought nothing bun cakes, little buntinis. They're about the size of cupcakes, and they are very delicious. If you have a nothing bun cake franchise near you, <laughs> go check them out because they are – and you don't have to get the little ones. You can get the bigger ones too. But check those out. And so we take those up, and then we talk to the kids. Well, this year we didn't get a lot of time to talk to the kids, although – we did get a chance to talk to the two kids who were in eighth grade. Both are girls, and they had all sorts of questions. How do blind people cook? How do blind people travel? How do blind people get from A to B, just going for going to school or going to work or whatever, which are all things that, for whatever reason, the school can't really help with because primarily, I, in fact, I think all of the teachers there are sighted. And I get that. But these kids really have an interest in doing these things, and it's hard for them. So in this week's Just Listen, the holiday version, we are singing Jingle Bells. Well, I didn't sing, so it'll sound better <laughs> because I didn't sing. And you'll hear some other things that went on during our visit, and it was Simon and I and Lisa and Mark and Liz that went to St. Lucie Day School for Blind and Visually Impaired Students. So here it is on the holiday edition of Just Listen. Well, I heard that Santa Claus is really close by. So what I was thinking is maybe we could sing Jingle Bells and see if we might be able to coax Santa Claus out of wherever he is and roll him into our music room. Yeah, yeah. 
So there you have it. You could hear the kids getting their gifts. And I have to tell you that that student, Sean, is a (laughs) – we hope we can get him in the Keystone chapter because he is something pretty special. He's pretty funny, very outspoken, and he was on one of the local news channels here for doing some running. And the one reason that we love to go there – there are several, but the main reason is to show these kids that, hey, just because they're blind or visually impaired doesn't mean they can't go and do – whatever kind of jobs they want to do and help other blind folks out along the way. And that's the primary reason that we do it. And of course, we love giving the kids gifts. That part is cool too. And again, they don't know that it's from us. And the smaller kids got Legos. uh, Some kids got earbuds. And the older kids got power bricks for their phones um, or other electronics. So it was very cool. And uh, hopefully everyone is happy with their <laughs> happy with their choices because one year I have to tell you, one little girl got something that was handmade, and she was so disappointed by it. It was kind of hysterical. And finally, before I go, I just wanted to mention episode 092 of White Canes Connect. It was a recap of the NFB of Pennsylvania State Convention in November with what some folks thought of it, not primarily not having to do with the hotel. And I've talked about all the issues with the hotel. And <laughs> once everything gets settled there, I'll give you the scoop because it's, it's, it's a mess with that. But basically what they thought of the convention overall, and most folks sent in an email, and I think we played six emails. And I, by play, I'll tell you that in a second. One person did a voicemail and called our number for that. Just like this podcast, we have a phone number where you can call in and leave up to three minutes of whatever you want to tell us. And so at least one person did that. And the voicemail was fine. Obviously, I don't need to do anything with that. The emails, I couldn't read. I'd have to use voiceover to read it. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to use AI to read them. So I took them over to 11 Labs. And I don't know if you've ever used 11 Labs, but it's very cool. They have all sorts of different voices. And I used, I picked some voices. If it was a girl who sent in the email, I had a lady's voice read it. If it was a guy that sent in the email, I had a guy's voice read it. And I think it came out pretty cool. So that's half of the episode. The other half, we had emailed all the folks who were on the podcast this year and said, hey, we're doing a year-end show. If you want to do a holiday greeting, mention an item you may have on sale at your store, if you have a e-commerce store, anything you want, just shoot us a, an audio clip or call the phone number. And so we got, I don't remember how many, maybe five or six. And some of them are really funny. Some of them are very heartfelt holiday greetings. And uh, so that's all part of episode 092 of White Canes Connect. I think it really came out great. So take a listen to that. Listen, especially to the voice, the emails that I had AI read because I thought they came out pretty cool. Again, episode 092 of White Canes Connect, wherever you get podcasts. 
I know Apple is the easiest, especially if you have an iPhone, but there's some others. And I can mention, I should mention, I got a podcast player called Downcast because I had a book in MP3 form and I needed to read it. And I didn't want to just read it with the file because when you close that or your phone powers down, it doesn't remember where you are. So Brian had recommended Downcast. So I took it into Downcast, this book, and I went through it. It It's called And Then You're Dead. I will link to it in the show notes. Janine Stanley had read it over the summer, I think it was, and I wanted to read it. And finally, I got a copy of it. And it is really good. And you can start and stop. You don't have to listen because it's all different ways. You know, what happens if you dig a hole to China? And then it goes through all those scenarios. Or what happens if you landed on the sun? Or what happens if you're swallowed by a whale? And it goes through everything and it kind of talks about <laughs> about the gruesome ways you would end up if you got stuck in a whale's mouth for an extended period. And different kinds of whales take you different sorts of ways. So uh, again, it, it's called And Then You're Dead. It'll be in the show notes. It will be an affiliate link over to Amazon. Uh, but I do recommend it. That is all I have for episode 252. I really do appreciate you listening. Show notes are available over on the website, icantseeyou.com slash 252, icantseeyou.com slash 252, numerically speaking. And remember, I Can't See You sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U dot com slash 252. Connect with me over on the socials at David Benj on Facebook and Twitter and X and threads and Instagram and LinkedIn and YouTube where you can also listen to the show. You can always reach out via voicemail. You've got up to three minutes. Call 646-926-6350, 646-926-6350. You've got up to three minutes. Please leave your name in town if you do leave a voicemail. I would appreciate that, and I'd love to hear from you. You could also shoot me an email, I can't see you podcast at gmail.com, I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. There is no limit to whatever you want to send me there. But please make it just an email. Don't put attachments because I am hesitant to open attachments from email addresses I don't know. Obviously, if we are going back and forth and you want to shoot me something after, that's fine. Then I'll know. Merry Christmas to you. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas day. We do uh, two versions of Christmas. We do the Christian version in the morning where we have a big Christmas breakfast and everybody opens their gifts. And then we do a Jewish Christmas dinner of Chinese food. That was not my idea, by the way. That was Liz's idea, the, non, the non-Jewish person. But we have enjoyed that since we started doing that about 10 or 15 years ago. And we've, uh, we all like it because we eat so much for breakfast. We then don't want to go have a big turkey dinner or ham or whatever. So it works out well. So Merry Christmas to you. I really do appreciate you listening. Be well, stay safe, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends. 